Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. I'm Brandon Laws, and I've got Nicole Blevins here. Nicole, <laughs> I've been really excited about this podcast. I'm really excited you asked me. Yeah, so you're an HR business partner at Zenium. But not too long ago, you were not an HR business partner at Zenium. Your story is really why I wanted to have you on and talk about your whole background and a lot more. Talk about your story. How did you find us and how did that all come about? Yeah, so... I was really terrified in my interview that you guys were not going to believe my story was genuine, (laughs) that I was just (laughs) completely making it up. But I have been listening to you guys since 2016. That's when I decided to pursue my master's degree in human resources. And I was driving over an hour back and forth every day to class and wanted something to fill that time where I could grow myself professionally and started looking up podcasts that had to do with human resources, business, and naturally came across this one. And yeah, I, <laughs> I almost didn't believe it at first. Yeah, <laughs> I have a paper trail too. Back in 2016, I actually reached out to you on LinkedIn. That and- is right. I do remember that. I think you, when you were interviewing or when you were looking about making the leap, I think you reached out again, didn't you? And then yeah. I was going back through my messages and I'm like, oh yeah, she's yeah. reached out. What was the interaction there? I didn't look at the message precisely, but Well, you just had mentioned, I heard you say on the podcast, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn, connect with me, let me know what you think of the podcast, if you have any ideas. And so I just reached out saying that I thought it was really great. And just to kind of keep up with what you're doing. And that I even said Zenium sounds like a great place to work. I wish that there were places like this in Florida where I could work. So no, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, so I had been listening to it for years. And my husband got the opportunity to work from home. And so we were having this conversation one day about how awesome that is. And that gives us so much flexibility to kind of live wherever we want to and work wherever I wanted to, because he was really happy where he was. And so we talked about it and I immediately thought of Zenium. I was like, it's in Oregon. I never really thought about living there. Most people are like, Oregon. (laughs) Yes, there's actually a T-shirt I found on Amazon that says like hexagon, octagon, Oregon Oregon. (laughs) that I thought of getting. (laughs) So I'm sure I've pronounced it wrong a few times in the process. But, you know, we talked about it a lot. And I was like, how would you feel if I just applied for this position all the way across the country? He knew I had been listening to the oh, podcast. Oh, really? So you told him that yeah. you've been listening pretty, like, religiously? Like, yeah. You listen weekly at yeah. that time? Yeah. Actually, I got ahead of myself because the drive is so long. I started listening to old podcasts. and oh, the, those old ones? The old I don't ones. know if I recommend going back. Those are brutal. <laughs> And I've had some, you know, equipment upgrades over the years, but, you know, I think I've evolved as an interviewer and the quality of guests we've gotten over the years has been way better. So hopefully those ones stood the test of time. I I can't go back and listen without cringing. So (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's really going to be weird to hear myself (laughs) talking to you on this as well. Honestly, it's hard at first, but once you do it so many times, you get kind of numb to it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's just my voice again. That's an incredible story, though. Like you took a leap of faith. You lived in Florida. You were working for the city of... City of Claremont. Claremont. Yeah, what was Their that? HR generalist. Yeah, yeah. What was that experience like? Yeah, it was definitely a unique experience. Like other companies I worked for were in the private sector or were nonprofits. So that was the first time I was kind of working for local government. So a whole new ball game. you know, unions come into play, which can be really challenging as well. It was a really good experience. I enjoyed working there. I really enjoy like being a generalist and having my hands in all areas of HR. And so... That's kind of when I saw the HR business partner opportunity at Zenium. It sounded like in line with what I really enjoy doing, 
which is being hands-on in all areas of HR, being able to help companies and explain different aspects of HR that a lot of people don't automatically know. So no, it was a really great experience. And, you know, I just felt like I really wanted to go the consulting route and work. You knew that you wanted to do that. Was it because of listening to how awesome it was on the podcast? That is definitely it. No, there's no way. (laughs) No. Like, was there even a time before the podcast? Did you hear from other people or know people that were doing consulting? And you're like, this sounds more up my alley. Well, in my master's degree program, there was a course I took, which was on HR consulting specifically. And part of that was we had to partner with a local business and work with them on a HR project that they like wanted. Like do stuff for free for them? Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great resource. Yeah. So great for the business and good experience for <laughs> Except us. Except for if you screw up and then it's yes. like, oh, the student just Yeah, we may not want to hire this person ever. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it was really fun. And what I loved about that experience was how appreciative the organization was because small businesses starting out really don't have all that knowledge or those tools or those resources right out of the gate. So they were super appreciative. And just the two months that I've been here, that's probably one of my favorite things that I'm finding about the position is how appreciative the clients are and how, you know, they say thank you, which is, I think, a lot of times unheard of in an internal type of opportunity is, you know, it's just kind of expected, like, that's what you do. And that's what you're there for. And just figure it out. So I've really loved that aspect of it so far. That's a really good distinction because if you're internal, it doesn't really matter what role it is. But if you're an internal employee versus in the consulting for, you know, you're consulting with external employers or whatever it may be, it could be, you know, marketing consulting, business consulting, whatever it may be. It is like this unique relationships that are set up and they are thankful. Yeah. I mean, you're helping them. They're paying a service for it, but it's a mutual business transaction. Whereas like, you know, sometimes in-house people, I'm an in-house person, I'm an internal marketer for Xenia. You can get complacent. You can go through the motions. I'm not saying I do that, but I see it's a struggle. You have to really you know, reinvent yourself. Whereas in consulting, you're forced to reinvent yourself because you need to look out for your clients, your customers that are across different industries, different sizes, different needs. And that's got to be an interesting shift for you. Yeah. And I think Zenium does a really good job of acknowledging that, you know, even with the internal people and that internal aspect is, you know, my biggest fear coming into this role is, is Zenium going to be everything I think it is? You know, they talk the talk and they say, this is what you should be doing in your organizations. (laughs) And here's how it's supposed to be. But are they actually doing those things themselves? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. No, I have not been disappointed. You know, it's been two months and. It is what I expected, and I'm very thankful. Was there like, yeah, and going through that process of saying, okay, I'm going to leave Florida, interviewing with Zenium, it's going well. I know you interviewed with several people here. I met you when you came and flew yeah. up and did I was an interview. probably most nervous for that, honestly, <laughs> just meeting you. I was like, this is going to be That's so hilarious. weird. I wouldn't even think anything of it because yeah. I'm like, I'm just honestly, I'm like, we're sitting here yeah. in my office. I think you're like, is this where you do it? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, this is where you do everything. I don't have a studio. This is (laughs) is my office. A couple of microphones set up and this is how it is. I'm a real person. Yeah. Just having fun and talking with people who are good at what they do. So it's funny that you had that perspective. I'm glad we're living up to those expectations. I was worried about that. There was a little pressure (laughs) there. But, you know, talk about the transition you made from the city of Claremont doing work, you said heavily, you know, unionized, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You make the transition, you come into Zenium. Obviously, you got to get a crash course in consulting work. Mm-hmm. 
in the classroom setting, you did some like kind of mock consulting work. Yeah. It was real. Yeah. Was there any shock to you about how it operates in a consulting business or anything different about HR? Like, oh, you practiced HR at City of Claremont a certain way or elsewhere. And now you come here and it's like, wow, it's different. Did you have yeah. that at all? Yeah, a little bit. I think the main difference for me was like the employment laws. Obviously, Oregon employment laws are significantly different. Oh, those significantly <laughs> tighter. And yes. Very employee friendly. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, but we've yeah, got some very definitely. different laws around here. Yeah, very different. So that was like my biggest concern was I've got to learn all these things because I'm going to have people coming to me and asking questions. And, you know, I've got to be prepared for that. But one of the great things about Zenium is we have a really great team where everyone really wants to see another succeed. And so I think I was a little bit like concerned of, oh, it's consulting. Everyone has their own clients. Is it like a competition or, you know, is it like I have my own clients? I'm not going to help you or, you know, I'm not going to work with you because I feel like it can be that way a lot of times internally is, you know, everyone has their own set roles or their set job and it's not as team oriented. So it has definitely surpassed my expectations. You know, if I go and ask a question, someone has no problem immediately stopping what they're doing and jumping in to help me. And, you know, they have that understanding that I'm still learning and I'm still new, which I really, really appreciate. So that has been a good change for me. And in seeing that really strong team environment and people really going out of their way to help each other and work together because they want the best experience for the client, but they also want to help everyone and myself learn and grow. So I totally agree with that. I'm not on that side, but I see how collaborative it is. And it's amazing how much the power of the team is way greater than any individual can possibly be. We run across new situations at Zenium, but not me. <laughs> Them, this HR team, they deal with crazy stuff all the time. Like, I think mm -hmm. you've been thrown in an investigation, which I want to talk yeah. about a little bit. Okay. Not specifics, but <laughs> just in general. But you get thrown into stuff like that all the time where it's maybe something you haven't dealt with, but you could easily go to the other side and say, hey, look, I just ran across this thing. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You don't have to tell the client that, but you no. can go to your colleague and say, I need help. Like, give me some guidance. What do I do here? And that's the power of the team. Yeah. And it's been really awesome. And I would say another difference between the, internal and the consulting kind of side of things is when you're internal, I feel like you deal with the same problems or the same employee issues, even from the same employee a lot of the time. <laughs> oh Whereas here it is so different and diverse every single day. And, you know, situations come up and I'm like, what? That actually happened? Like, I have no idea even where to go with this. And just kind of having that communication with people, talking it through, you know, what I thought was the best route to go after talking to someone else. I might think a little differently and say, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that aspect of it. So really having all of those people to bounce ideas off of is really helpful. Whereas internal, it's kind of like, well, you're just expected to know the answer and just run with it and then deal with all the things that you maybe didn't think of right away after the fact. So, yeah. Talk about just this is aside from HR, but talk about the regional differences between Florida and Oregon. People different. Are laws different? The climate's obviously different. Climate we don't, we different. don't need to really talk about that. It's a little humid. <laughs> what area of Florida are you in? Where's uh, Claremont? Yeah, uh, Claremont is just like right outside of Orlando in central yeah. Florida. And you'd met my cousin, Alicia Young. She's our VP of HR here. She grew up in Boca Raton. So yeah, I think pretty, we talked a little bit about that. By. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, climate definitely different. Employment law is way different, like I said. But also, yeah, the environment and culture is definitely different here as well, which is actually really nice. Like when we came here, my husband and I went to a restaurant and we're like, they forgot to give us a straw. Like the first time we're like, okay, whatever, we'll just drink from this cup. And every time we went, yeah, we weren't getting straws. (laughs) And we're like, what is going on? And we finally asked and they're like, yeah, we're not allowed to give you you know, single use straws here. You, you have, have to, to ask, ask for it. Yeah. For it. And they gave it to us when we asked for it. We're like, oh, we didn't even know that was oh, yeah. a thing. And then I pumped my own gas in Florida and we don't do that here. It's so, so weird. <laughs> Sometimes you're waiting like five minutes. Like, yeah. uh, is a gas station attendant going to come yeah. help me? Or no, they're like running back and forth. It's kind of weird to sit in your car and wait for it. But yeah. it, I've talked to other people too, and they're like, I don't even know how to pump my own gas. I don't even know if I would know how to do that. With the little thing, plug it in. Yeah. Can't be that hard. Yeah. (laughs) So just like little things like that, that you wouldn't think would be that different or that there would be a difference between that. But yeah, I learn every day. We're all people. We're human. We have businesses here, nonprofits, lots of nonprofits. In fact, you're probably gonna have a lot of clients that are nonprofit base. So with a few government clients too, which is if you end up ever having government clients, you hey, perfect yeah, for you. I just got one you actually. Do? Yeah. Really? I just got one. So yeah. That's perfect. So you're ready to rock on that. So let's talk about onboarding. So this is one of those things where I hear a lot of people talk about just the onboarding experience. And not just as any, but like anywhere. Like one of your first impressions. Like they're a new employee at this point. Like you gotta wow them. You were already sort of I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think you kind of said you were already kind of wowed leading up to it because yeah. you listened to us. You already felt like you kind of probably knew us, mm-hmm. probably felt like you knew me in a way because you yeah. listened to my <laughs> terrible voice. I don't even know why I host this podcast. <laughs> a lot of the training videos, too, on my onboarding have you talking through right? them. Like, I feel it's like so I'm listening weird. to the podcast. It's just because I'm comfortable with it. Most people are like, I can't listen. I'm like, Meh. I know I have a terrible voice, but I'm going to do it anyways because yeah. I have all the equipment <laughs> and I'll just do it. So you already kind of had your mind made up about what we were. I'm curious with that, like that onboarding experience, how important that is to you to like get fully integrated in the culture and to know that you made the right decision and to know that like, wow, they really care or they have values that align with mine. Like, what was your perspective on all that? I agree with you. The onboarding experience is extremely important. And I can't recall the article right now, but I read an article recently where they talked about how like employees a lot of times will make up their mind as to if they want to stay with the organization or not, like in the first three days. That's crazy. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. Yeah. An article I read recently. I have to find it and send it to you, but really important. And like you said, I did have kind of a really good impression and high expectations starting up and was really nervous coming into my first day of like, okay, is this going to meet my expectations? You don't see ever nervous, by the way. Like, really? And just meeting, you know, no. <laughs> Even when we met that first time, like after your interview, I was I hide like, it well, good. I think you were doing all day interviews. Yeah, all day. And I remember day. meeting you and I'm like, she's cool as a clam or whatever the yeah. saying goes. I'm like, you're just chill. Well, funny thing too is the flight here is like six and a half hours. So I like flew. That's with the tailwind, all day. I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like eight hours on the way back or something. Yeah, I did like a red eye overnight on the way back, got back to Florida at like 5 a.m. and had to do training in the morning that same morning do a training class. And now it went really well. I drank a lot of coffee on the flight. <laughs> Your boss at City Claremont was like, Nicole, what's wrong? No. What's going on with you? No one could tell. Trust me. I was you were just so hyped up with up. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I put it on for the training. Yeah. But no, the onboarding was really good. 
when I came, my cubicle was like all decorated with balloons and streamers and it had paper, like uh, printed out paper. And one that stood out to me is it said, we're so glad you were sorted into Zenium's hat. And it had the Harry Potter (laughs) sorting hat on it. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Yes. Huge Harry Potter fan. Somebody knows you. Yes. Yeah. So that like seeing little things like that meant a lot. I was like, oh, they took the time to really like get to know me and what I like and what I don't like and try to make me feel comfortable and welcome on my first day. So that's a good point you're making because we were not always good at that. But at some point during the process, we started hiring a lot more people and we're like, we need to get individualized with how we're recognizing and bringing people on. So one of the things that you probably did before you started was we send out this like exciting, we call it exciting things yeah. about you and mm-hmm. to play on the Excite, which is our culture team, which if you haven't listened, I did a solo podcast last week on it, which today is what, January 24th or something like that. So it had been, I released it on January like 22nd or something. So go back and listen to that. But that team is in charge of decorating. It's in charge of figuring out what you like and what you're interested in. We collect all those things. And that team organizes and works with the hiring manager to recognize and appreciate you for even walking the doors and becoming an employee. Like you got to feel special on your first day. Mm -hmm. And we were not always good at that. And a lot of employers aren't. And I think if there's anything to take away from today and any other podcasts to make sure your employees feel special. Yeah. And I definitely felt special. And, you know, I got walked around to meet everyone, which was really great. And I remember meeting some people and be like, I've heard you on the podcast before. Like, (laughs) this is so weird. It was a really great onboarding experience. You know, there was an expert training too. It's called expert yeah. that you guys do. And everything's with an X. Yeah. Everything with an X. Anyone <laughs> with an X. So expert. corny, but whatever, <laughs> <Yeah>. it works. <laughs> it's great. And I've learned a lot that way. And just from talking to people and I feel super comfortable and I'm only two months in. So yeah, you've accomplished a lot. I'm not going to age you at all, but <laughs> you've got your master's. You've worked in the city. You had several jobs before then. College, you had this kind of mini consulting thing that you just described. Now you're Zenny, you're an HR business partner. It's incredible. Like, what drives you? What is it? Do you want to just keep going? And what's your end game? Yeah. Well, someone did ask me, are you going to go for like your doctorate? And I'm like, no, I'm done, actually. (laughs) I'm good (laughs) now. Yeah. No, I'm a first generation college student. You know, my parents didn't go to college. And so that was a big driver for me starting off. And I discovered really early on into college what I wanted to do, and that being human resources. Yeah, my freshman year. You got to be kidding me. I think most people change their majors like two to three times. Yeah, a bunch of times. But no, my first year in college as a freshman, they had us take like this career test. I don't remember the exact name of it, but it basically matched your skills based on what would be a good career for you. And my two highest scores were school principal, which I was like, I do not want to be a school principal. And the other was an HR manager. And I was like, I don't even know what, what the that hell is. is an HR manager? Yeah. What do they do? And so I did some research on it and was like, okay, yeah, this sounds really interesting. Like something I definitely think I could do and haven't looked back ever since. And I even like switched colleges just so I could major in human resources management. Incredible. So. You were an HR manager at the city of Claremont or an HR, HR generalist. generalist. Mm-hmm. Same thing, right? Like, promote me. Why not? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically the same thing, just a, a different level, right? Yeah. So more junior, kind of doing a lot of stuff, yeah. probably a lot of crap work, administrative. Yeah. A lot of admin. But you're learning. Learning yeah. a lot. 
What would you say is the biggest difference between this new HR business partner title that you have and then that HR generalist, or even if it's an HR manager, like what your boss might have been doing, somebody it's internal that's called an HR manager? What do you think the primary differences are, if anything? I would say the primary difference is I feel more like I'm a decision maker where I am not having to necessarily go through like this long, arduous process of approval, basically, because I have this idea or this change that I want to make. You know, I feel very empowered here to, you know, here's an idea. Here's what I think is going to work best for the client. What do you think? And you feel very empowered to be like, yeah, run with it. Like, do your thing, guide the client through that, set up this process for them and just run with it. So I really love having that freedom and just feeling empowered to make decisions and to, you know, if I need guidance, definitely go to one of the HR directors here to talk about that. But I do feel empowered. And I say that's kind of the biggest difference is, you know, having to kind of go through the steps and maybe getting it all the way up to the highest step and then kind of getting shot down and you starting from scratch or having to kind of continue with the same old, same old versus just kind of running with whatever idea I have and what I think is going to be best for that business. So I would say that's the biggest difference. And I'm really enjoying doing that. It's different for me. So I always question myself a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know, should I be doing this? Like, maybe I should ask like five other people first. <laughs> so that's something I'm working on getting used to, but it's been an awesome You'll find change. your footing on that. I'm glad you mentioned just the, those key differences, because I think like the way I always think of like an HR business partner, that's different from an HR manager, not even necessarily with HR consulting businesses or anything like that, but just in general with that new title, that HR a business partner is somebody who's really connected to the outcomes of the business and can think like a business owner and do things that are in the best interest of the organization and strategic and all those things. I mean, yeah, there's the compliance side, the administrative side that comes part of the deal, but you got to think like a business owner and get what they need. And that's why you can get a seat at the table if you're an HR business partner. The HR manager, it's kind of what it sounds like to me. It's like manager. you're managing processes. You might manage some people, but I don't know if you know the traditional HR manager is so tied to like business outcomes and results. And that's why there's probably like layers and layers of red tape or whatever. So it sounds like you're finding that out. Yeah. And I love the title, HR business partner. Like that was a huge thing for me is I really do think HR needs to be seen more as a business partner, someone there to partner on these complicated issues and work through them together. So I loved that title too. When I saw that, I was like, I really like that title. And so I've been really happy and I'm excited. So yesterday we had an all team meeting. That was your second one that you've been yes, to, right? My yeah. Second. So this mm -hmm. is a meeting where we all come together and we just kind of go through whatever. It could be culture-based things, financials, whatever. We're pretty open and transparent about what we're doing. At the area, and we always do our recognition stuff. And man, I had chills yesterday because for one, I was next to you and I, I saw your face. But who was it? Was it Kelly? Kelly. Mm -hmm. She stood up and gave you a $50 spot bonus and basically saying, I think I remember exactly what it was. It was you got thrown into an investigation with a yeah. client and then you then followed up with a training, right? Am I right? Yeah. So you, related to harassment, I assume. But I mean, you're like two months on the job. <laughs> like you're just finding your footing in this consulting thing. And you're doing all that. And like just hearing that recognition was just, it's empowering. Like for other people to hear that is amazing. 
because I don't see your work product on a day to day basis. But hearing something like that is just incredible. But seeing your face is the most priceless thing. You, like, you were totally like shocked. You were just like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Like, why am I being recognized? You're like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. definitely not something I'm used to. And so it definitely caught me off guard. I was like, what? She's talking about me. There's someone else named Nicole that yeah, works here, yeah, I think. In payroll, yeah. Yeah, I was totally confused. And, you know, I talked to her afterwards and gave her a hug. I was like, thank you. That was uh, really so sweet. Nice. I wasn't expecting that. But yeah, I've been partnering with Kelly on a lot of things. And, We kind of got thrown into this sticky investigation that caused us to have some hard conversations and do a training. And we were going to do the training together. And she was like, do you want to do some slides? I was like, yeah, give me the slides. And I did a lot of them. And I've done trainings a lot, so I'm totally comfortable with it. And I find the best way to learn is to actually do it and have, you know, someone there to support if I'm not necessarily going in the right direction. But it went really, really well. And I enjoyed it. So it was really nice to hear from Kelly's perspective that, you know, she really valued my contribution and felt empowered herself to kind of get up in front of everyone and say those things about me. I was totally shocked, (laughs) but it was really nice. It was great. And the beauty of it is, you know, not everybody likes public recognition, but sometimes got to fight through it, even if you don't like it. And there's all these people that are not aware of what you're doing. And it's really valuable, whether it's cringeworthy in the moment for you or not. (laughs) Or you're sweating because it's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to like, be recognized. People but are looking at me. It's great. It's like it made me <laughs> have a big smile on my face just hearing what you're up to. So I always love hearing recognition, like the specifics for other people. So it's good stuff. Give me a sense for what you're working on on a regular basis right now. Yeah. So it depends on the client. So right now, I think I have about 20 clients and I have done a lot of employee relations related questions, like just kind of talking clients through everything that they should consider when they're having an issue with a particular employee. On that side, what kind of questions are you getting? You don't have to be specific, but like, I'm curious if there's like some sort of theme, like people not getting along. Somebody sent a bad text message to their (laughs) fellow employee, that kind of stuff. A lot, I think, have to do with the employee being absent. Like, really? Yeah, them being absent. Can I fire them for X, Y, and Z reason? Or... Like, can I discipline them because there's the Oregon sick leave and there's all these different laws here in Oregon that I didn't have in Florida or, or a lot of employers aren't aware of, honestly. We're a bit liberal yeah, here. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of learning myself still, so I find myself on Bully's website a lot. But, you know, I feel more confident in that, you know, I'm able to help. Like, these businesses don't necessarily know everything and I don't necessarily know everything right off the bat either, but we're going to learn together and we're going to figure it out. and. We're going to give you some guidance on that. But, you know, a lot of questions on can I terminate this person because, you know, they've been out sick for this amount of days or they showed up late this amount of times. So I've had that. I've also had some communication. Miscommunication seems to be like a theme, I but think, weird, right they now. They come to you to yeah. say, like, hey, what do I do? Like almost like a coaching situation. Yeah. How can I communicate yeah. more effectively with this person or how can I communicate this really difficult conversation that I have to have, you know. Wow, you're like playing like a leadership coach in a way. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's really fun. I'm like, oh, they want me to tell them. This is exciting. It's nice that they can have somebody to bounce ideas off. Yeah. The important piece or the role that you play. And a lot of times, like, some clients need a little bit more guidance than others, and I find some just want you to be a wall for them to kind of bounce ideas off of, like, here's what's happening, here's what I'm thinking. Does that sound like I'm heading in the right direction? And just getting that reassurance that, 
yeah, that's all the steps I would take. And then, oh, maybe also consider this. Like, did you think about this or having this conversation with them? So I find every client is really different, which I think is great because it gives me so much variety and no situation is the same. But some situations are similar. And so I can kind of take my knowledge or experience of one instance and use it to kind of help guide through a different situation as well. So, well, we're glad you're here. I mean, it's been a great couple of months and I hope you keep rocking and rolling in our comfortable and uncomfortable times so you can keep growing. (laughs) That's the most important part. Yeah. Any kind of parting wisdom for listeners who are like, oh man, you know, maybe I should move out of the state (laughs) or, Like, what was the biggest difference between, or what was the most frightening thing? I don't even know what I want to ask here. There's so many things, but like, (laughs) what was the most frightening thing that you'd encourage people to like get over? I think when we made the decision to move here, we didn't actually talk to friends or family about it at all. Because they would have probably pulled you back, right? And you were worried about that? Yeah. So we were like, we're going to make this decision solely ourselves. And after... Like I've signed the offer and I've committed, then we'll tell everybody. And that's what we did. And I know. Yeah. And we had a lot of people that are like, what are you crazy? Why do you want to do that? Like, you know, it's cold over there, right? You know, just all kinds of things. Summers are awesome here. Yeah. I'm totally excited for that. Summer's great. Yeah. You'll love it. But I think, you know, there's like a fear of the unknown for a lot of people. And that was definitely like a consideration of what if it's not what I think it is? and you know, I was kind of afraid to come outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, it really boiled down to, well, I know what my life is like if I stay with what I'm doing. And if I continue to live here and I continue in this job, I don't know what's going to happen if I go over there. But I don't always want to be wondering that. And, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen is I go there and I decide that I don't like it. And then I just come back and, you know, I just kind of start over. So I think my biggest piece of advice surrounding that is really don't be afraid to go outside of your comfort zone and trust yourself and make your own decisions and, you know, talk to your significant other or your spouse, obviously, about it. But, you know, don't try and go to so many different people and ask them because they're not you and you need to make the best decision for yourself. And I'm really glad I did that because I feel like if I hadn't, I would have gotten, you know, my parents like, no, I don't want you to leave or all of these opinions that may have changed the outcome of my decision. And I'm really glad I I didn't. It didn't. And I'm here now because I've only two months in and I believe that it was the best decision for me. And I see myself having a really long and happy and successful career. I'm 11 years plus and going. So. It can be done. I'm shooting for that sabbatical. Hell yeah. I I was off of it in August and that was weird being off for a month. So for employers, I really wanted to do this podcast and there's a theme throughout this and hopefully most people caught it if it's important to them. But the employer branding piece, we didn't even talk about it bluntly, but what we did, I think, and why you were attracted to us is because we're really vocal about our values and what we believe in and how we want to treat people and the clients, how important they are to us and how we think we're important to them and just the kind of people that we have here. And so, you know, for somebody who's looking on consuming content or just runs across us, a job posting or whatever, and they kind of go deeper and they see like who you are, you're either going to attract somebody or repel them. And I think that's what a good employer branding system does is you draw in the people that 
see the world the way that you do and you repel the rest. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to love you, but we're glad we found you. I think it's partly because we were intentional about, you know, saying what we believe. And everybody needs to take a note from that. I'm not saying we're perfect because we're still getting better about sharing our values. Like we're working on diversity and inclusion and equity and all that stuff. And I think we're getting better at it, but still a long way to go. I know there's a lot of people out there that belong at Zenium that are probably not here yet. So yeah, definitely. Like you said, from listening to the podcast, I was like, okay, this is a really genuine organization that wants to do the right thing for their clients and for the people that work for them. And that shined through through the podcast. I also been to your website multiple times to look at the blog and different things. And, you know, when I applied for this position, I went directly to your website to apply. And had I not known about your brand and known about the organization from the podcast, I would have never done that. You know, I would have never known about Zenium or known to go to your website to check for positions and to apply. And, you know, what I'm finding is a lot of people nowadays are going directly to their employer of choice, going directly yes, to the website are. of Versity an organization. Used to just go to job boards and right. like look at, oh, that title looks good. But right. anymore, it's their cookie cutter job postings yeah. and it, 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 you can't see through. So it's like HR people, business owners think like marketers. Mm-hmm. Like you have to. They're nowadays. going directly to where they want to work based on that yeah. company's brand and their reputation. Yeah, that's good stuff. Well, Nicole, thank you for coming on. I mean, if people can connect with you, where are you at? You're you're on LinkedIn, obviously. I'm on LinkedIn. That's pretty much the only platform I really use that much. So yeah. Nothing wrong with that. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. All the other ones are time wasters. So don't worry about it. I'm on Instagram (laughs) and and LinkedIn and Twitter and all that stuff. But connect with me there. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. And let Nicole know how she did on her first podcast. She didn't seem nervous to me, even though you, you claimed very you were nervous, whatever. Yeah. You, you did great. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for today's episode. And we'll be back next week with not even sure. We have so much stuff recorded. I'm not sure what's next week, but <laughs> tune in, subscribe, all that stuff. Thanks for tuning in. And Nicole, good to have you. Thank you.